0: welcome to the becoming witchy podcast i'm your host kelly of bramble and brimstone join me as we discuss practical witchcraft share witchy tips aha moments tools and resources that have helped us on our way and as we discuss how magic shows up in our everyday. this podcast is here to encourage and support you on your own witchy way and welcome back to becoming witchy happy new year I'm excited to be back. I hope you all had a wonderful winter solstice, an end to your year, and I hope you're having a good start to this new year. These are trying times, I know, but I hope you are able to take some time to reflect on your last year and to rest and just breathe a bit. I did my winter solstice reflection ritual, and it was really nice to look back at where I started. The year in 2023. And last year I mentioned my personal tarot card of the year was temperance or balance, paired with the collective card, the chariot, and action. So it was really helpful to look back at all of the different things I tried to actively establish more balance in my life. So even though a lot of the things I tried pushed me more <laughs> off balance, and I saw it as a failure at the time. Looking back on it, I see that pushing myself off balance helped me to understand what balance actually felt like. So it was actually really valuable to look back at the year, to you know, see it in hindsight, see it with a clear vision and you know from a better point of view where I am right now. And to see those perceived failures that I had were really essential lessons. So I hope that you are able to do the same. If not, there's still time. You can always still do that reflection. But anyways, today we are talking about the new collective tarot card of this year, 2024, which is Strength, the eighth card of the Major Arcana. I think this is a very apt card for this year because I think we're all going to need a supportive, collective, and empathetic strength to get through this year. So this episode will really be a dive into the strength card and how that might show up for us this year. And I have a cold. I'm recovering from a cold, so my voice might be a little bit weird this episode. I apologize for that. But as always, before we dive into the main topic, we are going to have a quick chat about this winter season. (music) Welcome to the seasonal corner, it is mid-January, January 17th when I'm recording this, and it is very cold here, getting into the single digits in Fahrenheit, around like minus 10, minus 16 Celsius, so anything left growing in the garden has died off, except for our garlic, which we planted in October, and that has actually just started putting up green shoots, so that's exciting. Even though the days are getting longer now that we're past the winter solstice, it's really hard to tell because it's so cloudy all of the time. Last weekend, though, we had the most beautiful sunrise. It was bright red and purple and orange, and there was a rainbow that formed like on the other side of it. It was incredible. It then got extremely cloudy and sleety for the rest of that day, but. It's winter, so I'll take the small, short moments of wonder in nature at this time. We have actually seen some snowdrops starting to pop up, which is very early for them. Usually we start to see them in February. But it's a sign of hope in this very dark, cold winter that spring is on its way. Eventually, it will come again at some point. But... Mostly for now, we're staying indoors and keeping warm until it warms up a bit more outside. And we're spending that indoor time planning our garden for this coming year, which is always so exciting. I think probably in the next episode, we'll talk about the magical garden plans that we have for this year. All right so this year 2024 the collective tarot card is strength the eighth card in the major arcana the card of the year will always be one of the major arcana cards and it's found by adding up the numbers of that year so two plus zero plus two plus four equals eight which corresponds to strength in the tarot and eight is a special number on its side it is the infinity symbol It has this sort of essence of cosmic continuity. And in the Smith Rider Wait, Terridge imagery, which most decks are based on this imagery, so you'll see this imagery in many decks, you'll see a woman or a figure dressed in a flowing gown with a crown and belt of flowers and an infinity symbol above their head. And they have a relaxed expression and stance, and they're sort of leaning over a standing lion and softly closing its jaws and this image really shows this gentle soft strength the figure isn't trying to control the lion they're almost taming the lion working with it sort of the idea of bowing to the hippogriff there is a mutual cooperation and understanding and respect, and trust that has been built to allow the figure to approach this lion and shut its jaws without fear of an attack or of resistance. So the strength card is really sending this message that balanced, focused, soft, and intentional strength is more effective than a brute force strength that only aims to conquer or possess. Understanding, collaboration, and empathy are a much more infinite source of strength when we're facing a fear or an obstacle. Strength, of course, asks us to be brave, to face our fears, to face our obstacles head-on. It is, after all, a power card associated with the element of fire and action, but it asks us to approach our fears and obstacles from a place of understanding, from a place of balance and Softness rather than to deny or ignore the root cause of that fear or obstacle, because often that causes anger and frustration and sort of a rise in temper. It calls for us to come from a place of centeredness. And so I've talked about the imagery this woman or figure gently bent over a lion. And personally, for me, when reflecting on this card, You guys know i'm a potter i throw ceramics on a wheel which is a process that i find extremely magical and that strength image is so similar to the position and the temperament of throwing and it just triggered for me the like imagining myself or someone else throwing on the potter's wheel it's like almost the exact same position and I really connect to that and feel like I understand the strength card so much more from this perspective. When you center clay on a wheel, if you haven't ever tried it, you've probably seen videos of it, but if not, Google it, it's total ASMR. It looks so easy and smooth and fluid. It's this, it appears like this effortless motion when you see an experienced person do it. Just like the woman in the strength card, They look so effortless, shutting the jaws of that lion. But when you're actually doing it, when you're actually centering clay yourself, you learn it's actually fucking hard. It requires your entire body to be strong and present and engaged and coordinated. And they call it centering for a reason. You start by anchoring your feet into the earth. You have them planted firm and solid, Your arms then anchor into your body, supported by your planted feet. Your core engages, and a lot of times you lean your full, your whole body into the act of that centering of the clay. The motion comes from your anchor, your core, your roots. You must be immobile, immovable, completely steady and centered to not be swayed or moved by the irregular struggling motion of the clay. You have to be the one moving it to push it to center. And you can only do that if you yourself are centered and strong from your very core. Only then can you influence and center that material that is around you or external to you. And once you have that clay centered, You have to then release all of that force you exerted in a very controlled and balanced manner because releasing too fast or with uneven pressure, even if it's just a little bit uneven, it'll throw that piece off center again. It's something that looks so effortless, but that requires so much grace and strength, graceful strength, soft strength. So I absolutely love how that process connects to the strength card and this idea of strength that it brings us. The strength card asks us to be really centered. So we think about this, when we look at this card, we think about what centers you? What are your roots? Is it your ancestors, your beliefs, your values, your sense of purpose, your desires? Know what it is. Embody those things. You need to draw from those things, those roots, to give you strength. It's that empathetic relationship with those things that connect you that give you that strength. It also reminds us that strength can look effortless to outsiders. So have empathy for those around you and understand that any empowered or intentional action that you want to have may require... Probably will require unexpected amounts of strength. And if you feel yourself coming up short, return to your values, return to your roots, return to what anchors you, to those things that are giving you that strength. I'll also say that sometimes when I'm having a hard time centering and I start getting frustrated, I'll often start to. Exert intense force onto the clay, right? That's the sort of instinct that you get that I can control this. I'm going to get this to form to my will, (laughs) bend to my will. This will be a mug or whatever I'm trying to make. And that extreme force never works. Extreme force just causes a complete loss of control when centering clay and, you know, in the real world. And the best thing to do when you feel this, and the best thing to do when I, you know, lose this control when centering the clay, is to calm down, re-center, reposition my feet and my body, realign myself, and then I can start to influence the clay again from that point of centeredness. And that pairs so well with this reminder from the strength card to act from your center to find your source of strength from that core center area. If you find yourself losing strength, it's okay to stop, to take a few breaths, to recenter yourself, find your root strength and use that confidence and power that you draw from that to move forward, to influence your surroundings and to achieve your goals. So that is the strength card. We should all be thinking about that this coming year. And now I'm going to share one way to embody strength this year. Last year was hard, right? Especially with all of the things going on globally. And it's a brand new year and there is so much hope in that, but we can't ignore the problems in the world. And we need to remember that this year is going to have some tough moments and we will need an ongoing collective and supportive strength to get us through it. If you live in America, you know that this is a presidential election year, and I want to remind all of us witches that the most powerful spell we can cast is our vote. American policies and politics affects the, affect the lives of people all over the world. Your vote is important and it matters. So one of the best ways to prepare for this year and to use your strength and power and empathy is to make sure that you're registered to vote, if you are eligible, and to make a plan to vote. I think it is inherent in the witch archetype to be an activist, so make sure that you are prepared to use your voice to vote this year. Honor the witch, honor your roots, honor your power and your strength to positively influence the world around you. Welcome to the Rituals That Work segment. So as a New Year's ritual, I think a great thing to do is to calculate your own personal year card. We know the collective year card and talked about how to calculate that, so you can also do something similar for you personally. To calculate your personal card, you'll use the month and day of your birth added to the current year, 2024. Then you'll add those numbers and break it down until you reach a value between 1 and 21. So that it corresponds to a major arcana card. So example, let's say your birthday is May 2nd, that would be 5 plus 2 plus 2024, which is 2031. So then it's 2 plus 0 plus 3 plus 1, which is 6 or the lovers. And if you get a number that's outside of that range, that's over 21, then just keep adding the numbers together until you're under that. So let's say you end up with 25, you'll break it down, 2 plus 5 equals 7, or the chariot. If this sounds confusing or you just want to see it written down, I have it written out in my blog if you want to have a visual reference. So you can check it out there at brambleandbrimstone.com, and I'll link it in the show notes. And you guys, don't be afraid of whatever card you get. Tarot is full of lessons. There are no bad cards, just lessons to be learned. I've talked about my death card year. Which was actually a really transformative year for me. Most people are scared of that card, but this is just to say if you get a card that you feel scared about or unsure about, look up other takes on that card, other interpretations. I always recommend the interpretations at Biddy Tarot or the book Tarot for Yourself by Mary Kay Greer, which has affirmations and questions for each card to really engage you and help you think about it in different and in constructive ways. Now, one additional thing. That is my favorite New Year ritual is getting a planner and writing in it. And I talked about this in last year's New Year's episode two. So you can go back and listen to that. I think it's episode seven, but I'm a Virgo and I genuinely believe that planners are magical and powerful. And I strongly encourage you, especially if you're feeling a little bit lost or unprepared for the year, to go out and find a planner that looks nice to you. I love the Moleskine Pocket Planner, but find whatever feels good to you. And maybe it's not a physical planner, maybe it's an app or a digital planner. And just start by writing your personal year card or the collective year card or both in the front of your planner and just one affirmation you have around those cards that brings you joy. You can also do something simple like Write in the full moons in every month and the new moons of that year, or write in the seasonal wheel of the year holidays to celebrate. And just reflecting on your personal year card and writing it down in your planner is a great, intentional, magical way to start off your new year. Welcome to the episode Draw. This episode was all about. The strength card. So, we're going to draw an oracle card for the episode. Draw this is the Wild Whiskers oracle deck. I'm going to shuffle and draw a card. And we got the Warrior Wolf, intelligence, instinct, protection, fierce hunter and protector. Be the guardian and guide of my journey. So I think that's a great New Year message, looking for a protective, strong guardian to guide us on our journey this year. So I hope you all have a wonderful few weeks. I will see you back in two weeks on the next episode of Becoming Witchy. Thank you so much for listening. Do you have questions on your Becoming Witchy journey, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast? Send us an email at podcast at bramblebrimstone.com. If you're interested in our newsletter, head over to our show notes, where you can find the Bramble and Brimstone Instagram, where you can sign up. We would love for you to join our Coven community. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, please rate and review us. It helps others find the podcast, and we so appreciate your support. This podcast is recorded on the stolen homelands of the indigenous Hopewell, Adena, Shawnee, Miami, and Osage people, who cared for this land before their forced removal and who continue to live here today. The information provided in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant as a substitute for medical advice.